right. Well, uh, here we are with another episode of the uh, Live Your Dreams podcast. My name is Joe Gualos. I'm here, as always, with my uh, fantastic co-host back there, Mr. Chris Victor. How are you doing today, pal? I'm doing excellent. How are you? This is going to be a real uh, real fun show. We're doing something a little bit different today. We're doing a uh, across-the-country streaming podcast, which is very excited. Uh, we're working with this next uh, guest, who's an incredible human being. She is a multifaceted co-writer, director, producer. I mean, this individual can do it all. She's somebody that really embodies the vision that we're talking about of following your dreams. She took her vision and turned it into the feature film that's available worldwide right now called Coco, streaming on Amazon Prime and Tubi. And amongst all the things this person has accomplished, the most proud thing I am is, is being able to call this individual my dear friend, Please welcome to the show, Jody Mortara. <laughs> hello, hello. Intro. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you deserve I, every... I every... looking around for who you're talking about. I couldn't... I was... <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> you. I'm... I'm What? Yeah. <laughs> you, you've done it all. No, really. I, and I mean that. You really embody this, the, the whole purpose of the show, which is individuals getting together to discuss, you know, following their passion, following their dreams. So many people don't they stop, you know, halfway through life. They say, I'm not going to go forward with that. You did something amazing with your life. And you can see the beautiful poster behind Jody right now, the film Coco. Very proud of it. Like we said, it's streaming all over the world right now on Tubi, Amazon Prime, YouTube. Check it out. But, you know, Jody, you did so much with this film. You wrote this film. You then hired a team around you. You, you produced it. You co-directed it. You did so much. But what brought you to this dream you know you, there's a day in your life i know you had a lot of success before you sang you've been in the business as an actress for some time you've produced other productions you you've been in this for a long time what was the moment in time when you said to yourself this is my pinpoint moment that said i love this industry i love entertaining and i want to pursue this with my life well that's a that's a difficult question Started off with a zinger, right? <laughs> exactly. No, I think I always wanted to act, and I didn't think that it was an option. And so I, you know, my dad is a physician, so I thought, well, I'll be a nurse. And he said, as nicely as he could, if you don't become a doctor or head nurse, don't bother because you're not going to let anybody tell you what to do, and you're going to constantly be in trouble. So you might want to think of something a little different. So then I, I kind of braved it and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just do singing. And so I, you know, I went to college and they tried to make me an opera star. <laughs> so that kind of worked for a little while. And then I just thought, you know what, I, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Life is too short. Um, I want to act. I want to, you know, be in first musicals. I love musicals. And uh, then it just evolved. And and I got to the point where here I am, uh, finally achieving all my goals. Um, so that's kind of what led me into the business and why I chose it. So that was your question, correct? <laughs> no, that you, you you answered that as clearly and as good as possible. Because people need to know, you know, there's so many, there's moments in all of our lives, right? Especially when we're younger, you want to be a singer or an actress or a writer. Somebody loves, you know, people that love the arts, a painter. And they kind of skip over those moments. They go in. There's nothing wrong with you know great fields outside of our industry, but it doesn't matter if you want to be an entertainer, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever your dream is. It's important that you pursue it. Your dream can say, you know, I want to work at a cubicle in an office. So that's your dream. You should try to live it because there's so much limited time that we have. It's always great when you're trying 
I always found people that are living out their passions in life are a little bit kinder. They're 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 driven. You know, they they want to keep sharing their purpose to everybody out there. So I always feel it's great to have people like yourself who motivate others. And I'm sure you don't even realize how much you motivate people. I mean, you motivate me. We worked together for quite a long time on this film, Coco, and we came into this thing originally. You know producing this project together. We brought great people like Chris on board, the whole team, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But you sat there, and not only did you write this amazing film, you got involved with the editing, the directing. You you had so many facets to bring your dream to life that it inspired me every day to be excited to work with you. And we've been working together for some time now. So, you know, people don't realize... No, absolutely. It really is inspiring seeing somebody who cares so much about bringing their dream to life. And that's what it takes. You know, take us back a little bit when you first started coming up with this concept of Coco, because now it's out again worldwide and it had to start somewhere, right? It started with a little bit of an idea and that came from you before myself, before Chris, before anybody else. It was an idea in your head. Well, I will say this. Um, I I won't do certain things in this business um, to get ahead. And that was a huge roadblock. So a lot of offers I thought were things I wouldn't do. So I thought, well, if I can write my own lead role in a movie and then put the team together and do it, I can do it my way. So I've never written a script before. I've written like concepts. I've written shorts, I've done, you know, short stories or whatever, but I've never written a film script. So I just started with my outline. I had this idea. And then, you know, as I told Brandon in the interview that, you know, we talk about a lot. Um, I just sort of sat down. I would pray first and let God kind of direct it. So for me, I take credit for what I did because I don't feel like I did anything. I just, you know, knew what I wanted and, um, tried to stay out of God's way. And so the script sort of wrote itself, but I took all the crazy people I've met in my life, like Carmine Frangiolini is a guy that it's very similar to a man I knew for years when I was really young, and he was an actual mobster, but he went so much fun, and we'd go and eat these big dinners. He weighed 368 pounds, and he'd only talk about you know, going on a diet, and he would do all these crazy things. So he was just a bigger-than-life character, and he smoked giant Havana cigars, and um, he was just fun. So my, you know character of Carmine is sort of based on this guy, you know, and even one of the lines Carmine talks about, well, you know, fruity alfalfa grass, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> I used to actually say that line, you know, so. That's right. I just, you know, and, and you know, with Dogwood, you know, I don't even know where he came from. I just figured, you know, <laughs> on me and, and all the dialogue that I wrote for him, I don't even know where that stuff came from either. So it's not like I was you know, going through my science background or something, but I'm sure my dad's influence with science over the years and medicine definitely came into that. So I just, you know, kind of pulled from anything and everything and everybody just sort of showed up in Coco. So um, I wanted to say one thing though earlier, you were talking about your dreams and whatever it is, you need to embrace it. And I just want to say to anybody watching this, we we are taught most of our lives that we need to do certain things to get ahead. There's a certain sort of uh, prerequisite. Oh, you must go to college. You must have higher education. It's all crap. 
people need to do with them. If they want to go out and spend their day in the sunshine digging ditches, then it's an honorable, any, any career, honorable and wonderful if you're doing it because it's your passion, it's something you want to do. And you want to, you know, help animals. You want to be a big CEO. They're all the same in God's eyes. There's no difference. Yep. So for me, I like when you brought that up because we kind of need to share with everybody that everything is wonderful. Everything is honorable as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. So yes. Yes. So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> if you don't mind me intervening, I actually really like your attention to detail. You know, while we were making the film of Coco and every little particular item that you you wanted on set i mean that's what attracted me to you and so you may not have had the years of writing experience but your attention and detail made the story so so uh colorful and and so vibrant and and, and full of life and and then the story which was carrying you know the message which was what you mentioned as well i got you know about you doing god's work and staying out of the way but you did yeah you know, utilize that talent the attention to detail like and like everything was really really spectacular thank you, Chris thank you well and I I, I do want to say one thing that's very important to say this lovely poster actually <laughs> was put together from Chris Joe and me and we just hey. <laughs> right we were trying all these crazy ideas and you know, I, I think we had pulled up images of really fun posters and, yeah. you know, there were some animated ones or this and that. And then Chris was like, well, what about just doing an animated poster? And I go, what about that? That's really a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we got Kieran, yeah. Mimi, who's the artist. She's a young girl and she drew all these characters. And now you, unfortunately, you can't see the whole poster. You can see behind Joe kind of, but Every character, and this was Joe that insisted on this, every single character that was in the movie is in a cartoon form. <laughs> so, of course, one day we're going to have to do an animated series for kids. Absolutely, yeah. We got yeah. them all right there. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to give kudos to Chris on that, too, because Joe and I are always, you know, working hard to do everything, and we think we're totally brilliant all the time, of course. And then Chris comes in and is like, no, let's just do an animated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good idea. Then co-creating. I mean, that we are actually doing, I mean, God's the creator, right? But look what we're doing. We're creating stuff together. From the script coming from the ethosphere, right? Now put it onto the page and then direct it with you and, and Joe into a film and directing these actors to tell the story. It, it's just an amazing process how it all comes together. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. What we'll bring it to the beginning of Coco. You get this great idea. You and I meet in California. We, you know, the, the, that whole thing with the global pandemic happens. The world kind of shuts down. And you and I are so connected. We're still talking about this script. And, you know, during the middle of it, we say, look, we don't know. And it's kind of crazy. You think back to that. Everybody forgot about it, right? But it's, you know, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. People don't know, is this going to end what's happening with this thing? So we say, look, we need to make a move and we need to get this going. So we really start getting the pieces of the puzzle together to start forming and make Coco a reality. So we start getting people, you know, Chris comes on board, everybody, you know, Gene Hale, uh, Sienna, Tony Cucci, Tony Green, Dan Gardner, all these great people come on board. John Bianco, Artie Pasquale, we start forming this team that becomes Coco, right? And all of a sudden, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. We actually had to work with a lot of guidelines at the time, which is kind of, you know, it was very restrictive, but, you know, and this was there, but 
we really, you know, we had to work in pods and units and we had to make sure everybody had their masks on. It was a lot smaller crew than we were used to working, but a really great team of people that were there. So we all that were really dedicated. How was it for you now? You know, you, again, talk about following your dreams. People don't understand, you know, we decided to shoot this movie in a beautiful town called Morristown, New Jersey. It's about, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of New York. But Jody's in Los Angeles, right? So Jody has to, she flies across the country. She has a phenomenal <laughs> family. She comes here. She's up at a hotel for about a month and a half. We pick her up at the airport. She's there. And now she's here and we're making this film. She's away from her hometown. She said, I'm putting everything into this. We're going to make it happen. And now it's day one on Coco. You're in a strange area with a lot of strangers, with all these rules. You can't even interact with all these strangers. You can't give somebody you know, a hug or a handshake. There's a lot of restrictions going on at the time. I mean, I remember uh, our, our craft service department, they had to come in and they had to take the food out and place it in different bins. It, it was not yeah, like an yeah. easy production to, to do. How did it feel getting to see your dream come to life? But at the same time, you know, you're surrounded with all these barriers, but it's still happening. So it's a unique, it had to be a very unique feeling for somebody like you. Well, I'll tell you, um, we've talked about this a lot, but yeah. Pretty much, I'd say 90% of everything that I did during Toco was something I had never done before. And then I'm in a strange town with people. I you, I knew you and I had actually physically met you in person, yeah. but nobody else. And you guys had this tight knit and I'm like this outsider and I'm the only woman really, you know, in the midst of all this testosterone and all these, you know, luckily I'm Italian. So you know, I kind of knew the Italian energy and that machismo, which you guys all possess, which I love because that's familiar to me. I'm mainly <laughs> Southern Italian. So, um, so it was, it was a little daunting and initially it was a little crazy because you look around and you've got this room that's your, that's your home. And I got, had a little kitchen, which was cool. Then I had to figure out all the logistics and start to deal with you know, the very real thing of putting a movie together and remembering all the things I wanted to accomplish in that. And I was, you know, you know, the one of the two sisters, one of the leads. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, I started this project, as I said, because I wanted to write my own lead role where I could control it and I wouldn't get erased and removed by a studio. Yeah. And so now here it is. And it's like, oh, wow, got to do all this stuff and try to look the part remember the lines, know what I want from every other person. So it it was a lot. But for me, and I don't know if this is true for everybody else, I do much better if I have 50,000 things to do because I don't think, I just do. Sure. So I think for me, it was actually better to have a lot of responsibility and just kind of plow through it. And then as I got to know all you clowns, it was really great. <laughs> it was really fun. And, you know, we got through some obstacles in the beginning because, you know, I'm an outsider. And that was, you know, you guys are really tight. So that was a learning curve for me. And, you know, how to how to navigate that was a learning curve, too. But, you know, it all turned out really well. And I think we all had a blast. Oh, yeah. Um, informed, I think, lifelong relationships. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I mean, here we all are doing the, your show. <laughs> You know, right? It's 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 very it's very cool. Um, no, no, so, yeah, you, yeah. Please go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just looking outside because I've got like 
crazy birds flying. Joey lives on like a essentially a farm in the middle of uh, the Valley of California over there in <laughs> oh, Los Angeles. <laughs> I know. I got chickens and yeah. stray cats and, you know, butterflies. And I have a team of squirrels that come every day and hang out with me. I get up really early. So I'm up and it's still dark. So I go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I always feel. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, so great working with you coast to coast because you know i would normally feel bad trying to communicate with somebody yeah. in the morning but you're up you know it was eight o'clock my time you're, you're texting me anyway so that's good so we get a lot of stuff done but you know it's interesting because as you said the tight-knit group you know it was great because you know in a weird way during the pandemic we had to bring on very specific people to work on this project because of the restrictions we were under it was like you had to bring on everybody that was almost like so clicked in with each other so it had to be a, a weird feeling at the beginning but what's beautiful is by the end of all of this let's fast forward to after the movie's done chris and i had one of the greatest nights of our our lives coming out to california for the beautiful premiere you put on out there and then you and your husband ted brought us out to your home and we got to sit with your family and you know we broke bread at your kitchen table and it was such a great evening i mean we spent hours there just oh, talking wait, wait. And laughing and, and what an amazing time Right? No, no. I, we. I, I, are you kidding me? Yeah. Five hours went by like five minutes. It's amazing. What was that, Chris? I said the five hours went by as if it was five minutes. We were so engrossed in conversation. I remember at one point we were talking across them, and people actually moved their seat so they could talk this way. I was just talking so we could hear what we were saying. It was amazing. I know. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. No, really, lifelong friendships were formed. It, it was. A, it was a beautiful beautiful thing i mean we had so many great people that came on board this production uh what a team of people i mean from from top to finish from the crew to the cast this is a production that was so beautiful the locations i mean morristown which is fantastic so to pretty. us uh people like ann thatcher uh who's an amazing human being letting us use a church and she was a uh, you know the, the, the congregation what a beautiful church right and she, and she played margaret uh uh chapman in the film and John Benary played the husband. Oh. Like you said, yeah, really great people. And I want to say something about the church. Yes, please. When I wrote that whole thing, it was supposed to be outside in the courtyard, yep. and we were never entering the church. And because of you know your you know willingness and creativity just to utilize the church, and because we didn't have a big studio behind us, barking orders and union reps and all you know the stuff that normally goes on. We were able to go in that church and, you know, you created that whole scene and we had the drone up above and yeah, yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, we were way up in the, yeah, up in the up in... bell tower. Yeah. And then, of course, we had that incredible performance by Chris showing us his lovely sveltic body after he's lost weight on Wolf Traffic. It can't really work. Here you go. It's funny when, uh, Talking about him losing weight. So the, the premise of Coco is that these two sisters make a chocolate cake that makes you lose weight. We'll go into right. that and we'll, the audience knows. But it's funny. So Chris, pre-pandemic, was a lot bigger than he was now. And uh, I didn't see him. Right? No, well, in the pandemic, everyone gained weight and you lose and weight. You lost weight. He lost like 60 pounds, this guy. So I, I, the Christmas film that we did together, I wrote him as this guy who, who breaks into a house and plays Santa Claus to trick the kids. Because the last time I saw him, he was like, you know, 260 pounds. And then he shows up and, and he's slim. And I, I said, you're, you're killing me. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Chris? Yeah, yeah. And so, well, good for you either way, Chris. But yeah, that was a great uh, Chris Victor cameo. And, and the church was great. But Jody, you know, tell us a little bit, because I think there's a lot of people. This film, 
is not only, you know, it's it's a beautiful film, the message is great, but it's a lot of fun too. Tell us a little bit about the details of Coco because the story itself it is so it's so humid. I mean, behind all this, the the fun and the chaos and you see the poster, it comes down to two human beings that anybody can relate to. We'd love to hear more about that story from you because you're the one who's, who's you know, mine brought it to light. Well, it features two sisters that have uh, a history of, it, I guess most sisters in this way, I don't have any sisters. So um, they're at odds and Hope is the younger sister and she's a little bit geeky. She's sort of a science nerd and her life revolves around, you know, things that involve your mind. My character is a rah-rah girl. She's popular and hangs out with all the cool kids. And so there's always this rivalry between the sisters and now they're thrust together by unfortunate events with both Hope losing her job and for her morals. Her moral structure doesn't want to work with a company that is actually creating Franken food, you know? So um, they're called Montillo. So anybody who knows anything about what's going on in the world knows who that sort of represents. And my character goes through a, a bitter divorce. I lose um, my house, my business. I had a, a baking business. My husband's a big uh, football, ex-football player. So he gets everything. I get nothing. So now the sisters are thrust together. So the story is really about their journey going from adversaries to actually loving each other and supporting each other's goals and dreams and then creating this incredible business together that yeah. is revolutionary. And so we, in the midst of all this chaos with crazy mob bosses and, you know, guys want to be in the mob trying to steal the recipe and a crazy veterinarian who is trying to save uh, a dog that is a very uh, much a focal point of this movie, uh, to a jealous ex-husband. So all this stuff is just, you know, surrounding the girls and in it, they're coming together and they're, they're each other's support system in all of this. And they come out the other end as friends. No, no, absolutely. And, and that's, that right there is the, the heart and soul of this story. When you first sent me the script and I read it and we talked about it, it's like, that, that's, that's it. There's a beautiful scene with you and Megan in, in Morristown where the sisters finally have to kind of face their reality of what's going on. And you two are in this alleyway and you run over this, you know, thing in a carpet. You don't know what it is. It is dirty and you guys are exhausted. There's a chase and you finally sit down and it's just at that moment of like, you're just both, blah, you know, you're letting it all out in that moment. And finally your character who's much more dominant throughout the film, because again, you're the raw, raw girl. The sister says something very powerful to you about, you know, I always wanted, you know, you were, you were kind of never there for her and you just drop your face. And it's such a human moment as so many older brother, sisters, friends, cousins, people that care about each other can relate to where somebody, you know, Megan's character looked up to you. She wanted everything with you. She wanted to be you and you weren't there for her. And, and when Faith's character takes that moment in, it's I, I love that moment. And every person, it just, no, really, you, you, you said that it's really, it's really neat that you do. Oh, yeah, I, I, that's that's the whole movie right there in two seconds. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. and not even the whole movie that that's life. That that's human beings connecting. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a friend, a family member. There's moments where things really you don't know what the other person is thinking. And, uh, you know, you jumped outside of Jody Mortara there 
you completely embody faith. Megan did an amazing job as Hope. Both of you guys together. That was such a beautiful moment. That that's really that that's the the heart and soul of the film. But surrounding that, you have all this crazy chaos. So if you like, you know, it's a comedy. So you know what's beautiful. You know you're gonna get that type of human connection. There's a strong moral value to the movie. There's really a lot of heart behind it where you can be proud to show your family this film. You can bring your kids to see this film. You can, If you're younger, you can watch it with your parents. It's something you can be proud to sit by and watch. There's a lot of humor to it. There's so many aspects, but at the end of it, it's a lot of heart and soul, but you're going to enjoy the ride. So, you know, a lot of films that try to bring messages across may come off as, you know, I don't want to say the wrong word, but maybe preachy. This is not that. You do it in a subtle way where when I watch that scene, you kind of reflect your own relationships with people into the characters. Really great. And, and as an actress, you and Megan just did such a great job in that scene. It was really fantastic. Thank you. So going to that, as an actress, how does it feel now? Movie's done. And then we're not even going to get into the editing portion of that film. So <laughs> that's a, a whole other episode of a podcast and we'll get into it in a little bit. But, you know, you're an actress. The movie finishes. You, you know, you start to see uh, some marketing getting around it. The poster pops up. Premieres are happening. Premiere in Los Angeles. Premiere outside of New York City in Morristown. Beautiful things are happening. You see yourself as now a cart. You became a cartoon character, right? I mean, I'm sure the five-year-old you must be like, wow, look at me. I finally became the cartoon I always wanted to be right there. So, you know, exactly. How does it feel exactly. to now see yourself in that lead role? of such a beautiful film and people, especially in the theaters when they're standing and clapping. How, how was that emotion seeing that for the first time? You know, it was so funny because I never thought once about what do people think of me as an actress? I was concerned with what do they think of the film Joe and I did? That was it. it I never once, and I was surprised when people came up and even talked about my acting and I went, oh yeah, that's why I did this. Okay, well, good. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you think I did a good job. But it was it was more knowing that we honored our investors and they yeah. trusted us. And so it was it was crucial for me to know that we did everything we possibly could to make the best movie. And without you, it just would not have happened because you oh. were willing to go with me in the dirt, in the, that's probably not the right phrase, in the weeds, in the weeds, right? I said, yeah, but I <laughs> know we weren't in the dirt. Well, maybe we were in the doghouse a few times now, but you know, we literally would do whatever we needed to do for no money a lot of the time. Yeah. And we just spent every moment of every day, and we still do. We're on the phone every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brainstorm, we create things. We're, you know, moving forward on a couple of fun things. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was just so proud that when we saw the movie, it looked beautiful. And it was very close to what I envisioned. I mean, there were things out of our control. We, you know, the train station was a complete rewrite on the spot in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. You know, dogs and, you know, car accidents and all the rest of it that was happening that one night. So that was a complete in the moment, rewrite, reblock, re everything. So there were things out of our control. But even within that, I think the movie was pretty close to what I envisioned. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a smaller budget than we hoped for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People don't realize how much uh, every penny counts in this oh bit. You know, you're thankful for everything, but. 
a lot of money does not go a long way in this business. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like we honored our investors in the best possible way we could and did what we said we would do. Integrity to me is crucial. You know, your moral structure is crucial. We didn't step on anybody. We didn't hurt anybody. Um, we did everything that I would want, the kind of person I want to continue to to grow into. I don't know if we ever reach it in this life or maybe when we're in heaven, we kind of go, oh yeah, there's what we should have been. But we're, we're striving toward, you know, being the kind of people God created us to be. And I yeah. think it's, and, and because we're so fortunate to be able to do entertainment, I'm hoping that we spread that kind of a message to everybody where everybody goes, well, you know, you can actually have integrity and do things with people and do what you say and yeah. don't try to cheat. And all that stuff is what I don't want, which is why we ended up doing this movie. No, no, a hundred percent. It's about the team you surround yourself with and, and talking about great teams and, and, and a whole structure. It's interesting, you know, two kind of scenarios happen and, and this will, at the end, will bring us into something that's we're really working on that people are going to find a lot of fun. But, okay. you know, Chris, who's a huge proponent, loves this film. I mean, this guy, you see him tearing, you see him tearing up during the uh, premieres and whatnot. This, this, this guy, so not to embarrass you, Chris, but we brought up Carmine Frangelini, right? And uh, Chris and I went down to Sopranos Con uh, when we were doing the casting for you to, to talk to some people. Yeah, we ended up meeting and yes. Chris looks at me and sees Tony Cucci over there. Right. And he goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, you know, we should talk to Tony Cucci. We both look at him and, and Chris like beelines over to him and starts talking to Tony, getting in, uh, getting into a dialogue about what's going on. So really, you know, Chris, congratulations on that. You, you kind of always do that. And then we were at our friend William DeMeo, uh, his premiere for his TV series Braves End the other day. And, uh, this will bring us into this. We have a lot of other IPs we're kind of creating with Coco. And one of these coming up, we were talking to this great actress, Sophia Milos. She's great. And uh, Martin Cove, a friend of ours, who we also may have involved with this next you know, project coming up, goes, yeah, you got to meet her, da, 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 da. And instantly we're like, well, that's, you know, we talked about her for, for the next thing going on with Coco. Within three seconds, Chris has his phone out, you know, just Coco trailer playing. He, I don't even know where he came from. You know, he, he comes out there. And just right at her. So like you said, when you have a, a great team around you that cares about the product from start to finish, it counts because you talk about it in a good way. And then this guy's hanging out with his phones and putting, you know, people's faces out of nowhere to play that trailer on standby. It works, you know, so that, that's a good thing. So it's all about. That's a really good thing, Chris. So what's really exciting is, you know, Jody, the movie is now out worldwide. We're very proud of it. It's on some of the most, you know, biggest streaming networks around the world. Amazon Prime. Tubi, it's on Google Play, it's out on YouTube. You can see it all over the place for different kind of, uh, you know, you can either buy and purchase the film, you can see it through ads. Very proud of the ways you can see it on streaming. It's also available on Blu-ray. So if you still love physical media, you can get yourself a nice Blu-ray, add it to your collection. So beautiful film to have in your, your piece. If you're interested, you can get that on Amazon right now. But what's amazing is, as this kind of started coming to a conclusion and we get into the marketing phases, we started talking and a lot of people, came to you and said, this should potentially be a show. So we started writing some ideas down on paper. Then we said, you know, it would be even better that once we get the show going and things are happening, we should really start developing something like we're doing now mm -hmm. and bring people to understand the full experience, what it's like to make a movie 
and to understand the process of start to finish seeing an IP come into creation, which brings us to something we like to call Coco's Quarter, which will be coming up soon. So you'll get to see myself, Jody, people like Chris Victor, Sienna Daddario, Gene Hell III, Tony Cucci, Tony Green. We're going to bring the whole team on here, guys. Uh, Dan Gardner, Artie Pasquale, John Bianco, all these great people are going to get together and, and we're going to describe what it's like from the process of conception, which would start with Jody, all the way to completion of the film Coco, leading up to a beautiful TV series that Jody created uh, that's going to be happening. So I'm excited to have you talk a little bit more about that. Well, and, and two, for anybody thinking you know, of making a film, you know, you're going to get hands-on on how to do it in a way that doesn't involve the big studios where you can actually do it yourself. And so each person that will come on will actually be able to share what their jobs were, how they made it work, and how they fit into the whole. And I think as a learning experience for somebody wanting to do this, they're going to get it step by step all the way through in a way that actually they can tangibly do it for themselves. So that's kind of the purpose of, I think, Coco's Corner, which Joe came up with the name for. <laughs> all of that name, Coco's Corner. No, no, it's great. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean Chris, we, we, if you wanted to break into the business, wouldn't this be great for both of you too? I mean, wouldn't, I mean, how can you see it hands down? Like you, like you said, Jody, you can watch and read books and they, you know, the, the information you're getting is how do you make a $50 million movie, which you're probably never going to get the chance to potentially make, at least at the beginning of your career. Right. No one's giving you that opportunity. So this is going to be a real hands-on experience and you're going to get to see a lot of people. And one of the things I think is exciting, we're talking about this today, is we want to bring on a lot of the cast and crew kind of in order that they came onto the movie, right? So we want to give the audience an experience. Yeah. So you may see it start with just Jody talking about something on the screen, and then I'm going to appear, and then Chris is going to appear, and then all of a sudden this person, uh, Gene's going to appear, Sienna's going to appear, Dan's going to appear, uh, then uh, actors are going to appear. But then, you know, one of the saddest parts that you all know about making a movie is we become like a family, and all of a sudden these 50 people disappear because it's done. And you end up being left with like, you know, you, Chris, and I doing a lot of marketing, trying to work the film still. But a lot of the people that we had every day with and spent hours with, and, they're, you know, they're, it's not their job to do it. They're, they're hired to be on set and to work, you know, uh, great grips, gaffers, PAs, uh, sound people, craft services, these great individuals, you know, that grow in love. You don't see them again because we're still on the project for another year and a half. They're doing other great work and they're doing their thing and that's important. But we kind of want to make the audience feel that. I think there'll be a lot of and, and we move into new friends. Now yeah, we move yeah. with Andy. Yeah, uh, let yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. music and that became a whole new thing where we were interacting with him practically every day, creating the music and the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful stuff. And then we go into Mike. Um, and I just blanked on his last name. Mike uh, Flattery, uh, sound designer, great guy, fantastic. What what was his last name? Uh Flattery. Thank you. Sorry, Mike. If you watch this, I'm so he's, he's a very funny guy. I mean, uh, his quirky sense of humor can be heard a lot through the sound design throughout this really great individual. Just great, great uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Right. That's very funny. But no, yeah. So you make these new friends and then they disappear. So yep. yeah, no, no, no. And you're left, you're left with me and Chris sitting here, and that's it. But we also, Jody, we have you, Jody. We you've come up with a solution though, because. I've always said after a film, it's true. Now I don't see anybody anymore, but when we work on TV, we'll see each other consistently as we film episode after episode. That's right. 
Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be beautiful. Uh, the writing is coming across great right now. Things are actually moving. The process is going. So, you know, everybody watching this is going to get to soon turn into Coco's Corner of the podcast where they get a lot more information about the the series and a lot more information going on with Coco. On top of that, if you look at the beautiful poster behind you, maybe another IP happening. We'll just leave you that little hint along with right. everything else going on. Coco's Corner to Coco Capers, the TV show. Yep. And then we've got, yeah, something that does involve all those wonderful characters. <laughs> Jody, talking about dreams, I'll bring it back to the beginning. Look at all these things you accomplished. You changed the lives of myself, Chris, the people around you. When you say follow your dreams, you didn't just make a movie. You created a universe. Now you have Coco's Capers, Coco's Corner, a potential beautiful thing with a lot of animated characters. How does it feel to have went from such a, a vision to actually now seeing all this happen? And, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're in the midst of things to not take a step back to be like, wow, look at all the things I created. But look what you did. How does that feel to bring these dreams to everybody else? Fantastic. And, you know, it's funny because you go through all these years as either an actor or a director, whatever it is, and you're just, you always feel like, I used to have this image of this giant, like, stucco wall pounding on it. Let me in, let me in. And, you know, you can't break through, right? And then all of a sudden, and I always knew this, I always knew there'd be, like, a day when I'd be on the other side and kind of forget how I broke through. They've got a, a show on where, you know, they actually can walk through um, walls and stuff. And I feel like that's what happened. And together, we kind of all walk through this wall with Coco. And now I'm looking at it going, huh, that was kind of cool. And look at all this fun stuff going on. So I try not to dwell too much on, you know, what I was doing before and how difficult it was to get anywhere because then you get stuck there. And sure. all of frequencies and what you think becomes reality yeah 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 to it so i'm totally about that so uh i just try to you know enjoy it um be grateful every day i start my day with gratitude um and asking for discernment in all things that i do and say and to try to be the kind of person that god created me to be that's really it and i'm just lucky that we get to do it together and have a lot of fun have beautiful posters and colors and <laughs> shows and movies. And how lucky are we? It's the most beautiful thing in the world, I think. Every day I'm, I'm grateful and thankful. You know, we're, we're, we're so in sync right now. We literally, you and I talk together and Chris and all of us, almost literally every day for hours all the time. So the last, the last thing I was going to ask you was, tell me the final experience. And you just, I didn't have to ask a question. You just did it anyway. So I'll get that good. We're that in sync. You, you, you talked about the experience. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll throw the last question out then to, to you, Chris, working with Jody, getting to work with somebody like that, now forming a great friendship. Do you, you two, I'd love to hear you dialogue really quick, the experience you guys had together on that film. Last thoughts about doing it with the future of the project, the future of the IP. And in, in 30 seconds, what can you two both say back and forth quick about the beautiful world that, Jody created in Coco. Now we're a part of I can't wait to do it again. And we are. <laughs> it was just the best. Oh, I mean, it was great getting to know you throughout the filming. I, I really appreciate your attention to detail. All those things you asked for, I appreciate. Because you really gave your your heart and soul to this film. And 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 and, and that's why, I, 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 just like with Joe, I want someone that's just that committed that I can back them up and we get this job accomplished no matter how 
many obstacles may be presented along the way, as you know. In filmmaking, every, everything doesn't go linear. You have to kind of navigate around obstacles in order to get the job done. And you were a professional. You really, you really handled everything that Joe and I had been doing for years. Is the first time, uh, you know, handling all of that, wearing many hats. You did an excellent job. So bravo. Thank you. Thank you. No, and and with you, Chris, you know, you come off like this big, you know, machismo guy. And what I learned about you, and really, and what you brought to the table was a sensitivity that is a surprise. And because of that, you know, I started to really appreciate a whole nother person. I mean, you can't judge a book by its cover. Isn't that the truth? You know, <laughs> there's so much more to Chris than, you know, this macho man. And, you know, you, as, as time has, has, has moved forward, especially when we started with editing and marketing, you just had these great ideas and you've cared so much. That to me was such an honor to have you care that much about this project. So thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to the TV show and everything else. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's exciting. I have to say, you know, again, I I, I, I say it all the time. Uh, I, you know, we started as, as business partners here. All three of us started just as business partners working together. All of us now are dear, dear friends. And that's the most important thing out of everything. I'm, I'm so humbled to know both of you. Jody, thank you for coming on. This has been a, a complete pleasure having you on the show. I think you're a motivation to everybody out there. Anyone who wants to break into any industry, anything in life, you have to go out at 100%, and you did that. You you really you motivate us every day. We're excited to continue to be working with you. And again, thank you for being our dear friend, and we're excited, and thank you for coming on the show. And as everybody, thank you for, for tuning in. This is Jody Mortara. You can check out Coco on Tubi, Amazon Prime, Google Play, YouTube is around the world. And uh, as always, this is myself, Joe Wallace, and Mr. Uh, Chris Victor back there saying hello and signing out for letting, reminding everybody, live your dreams, live them well, and let's all live long and prosper, eh? Mate. Take care, Jody. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you.